We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Welcome to the Budding Heads Podcast from Ramstock Radio. I'm Steve Rivero. It's Super Bowl week, and we got a super show for you guys. I'm here with Johnny Gomez, as always, and also joining us as part one of our Ramstock Super Bowl preview roundtable. We got J-Rob from Rampage Radio, and we got Derek and Norm from Ramstock Radio. So, J-Rob, I'll start with you, man. How's it going? Uh, You getting nervous? I'm not nervous. I'm just ready to see it go down. I, I mean, we've been waiting for this thing. The fact that we're even here right now, opposed to looking at this thing from three years ago that we could be here, is just outstanding, and it's mind-blowing to see what this franchise has done, and I'm just excited, period. That's it. Yeah, man, and I know another person here who is excited about the game, but not excited to be up this late is our friend Norm. How you doing over there, Norm? Oh, I'm doing all right, brother. Good to be on the Butthead Show. <laughs> Oh, man. Johnny, any rebuttal to that? I mean, it's it's coming from an old fart, so, you know, perfect. 
And of course, last the, certainly not least, we have Derek with us. It's the Jared all talking is what it is for Norm. <laughs> Jared all, and, you know. And, and and you said not least. Come on, it's Derek. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm only the managing editor or anything. He hired me. I got I got to be nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 and also say, "Hey, come do a do do a podcast and so on." Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we're gonna be going a lot of back and forth here, so we'll get this all out of the way quick first. Of course, guys, you know you've been listening. We are everywhere, anywhere you want to get your podcast from. That includes, of course, Spotify, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Apple Podcasts. Where don't forget, leave us a five star review. Everything helps if you're enjoying the show. Give us five stars, and don't forget to check out. Our friends here, their shows, Rampage Radio, and our flagship, Rams Talk Radio, which part two of this preview podcast will be on. Today, we're going to be doing an offensive preview, and on the next podcast, it'll be defensive preview. But before we get to that, we do want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors. Most of us are practically addicted to anything Los Angeles Rams. If you want to learn a bit more about the team's history with a bit of a personal touch, check out Jim Hawk's book, Hollywood's Team. Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. This book tells the story of the 1950s Rams who lends of Jim's dad, John, who played offensive line for the team from 1953 to 1957. Check out a son's story of his father and the team he played for in the era of Glitz, Glamour, and future Hall of Famers. Read about players like Norm Van Brocklin, Crazy Like Church, Tom Fears, and Les Richters in this story spanning the 1950s LA Rams. You can find Hawk's book online at hollywoodsteam.com and on Twitter, at Hollywood Team. It's available in both hardback and electronic form at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You'll be able to find it pretty much wherever else you're getting your books, guys. Everyone, I know plenty of people in this chat have read this book from cover to cover. Derek, I know you have. What you think? It's outstanding. I know someone who hasn't read the book yet. The guy <laughs> who just read the ad. I just want to point that out because I pick on you all the time about it. Eventually, <laughs> you'll read it, right? I, I mean, am. Look, I'm currently reading A Dance with Dragons of game of thrones and once i'm done with that i promise you i will buy this book and read it because i do need to read it but hey trust don't trust me trust derek trust everyone else this book is fantastic it's worth every penny for any rams fan out there it's a great story about a person's father and the legacy he left behind and of course a lot of great rant tips for you in this book hollywood's team grit glamour and the 1950s la rams by jim hawk it's well worth your time okay so Let's get into it. We're talking offense, Rams offense versus the Patriots defense in this matchup. And let's just gauge how we're feeling, guys. Johnny, I'll start with you because this is our podcast. Sorry, everybody else. How do you feel about the Rams offense going in this matchup with the Patriots right now? <laughs> Butting heads. Anyway, uh, we have to go with the running game against the Patriots defense. Running game is obviously the point of attack here. You know, Todd Gurley, C.J. Anderson, for those of you who are doubting Todd Gurley, shame on you. This is a guy that has performed all season long. Yes, C.J. Anderson is our boy as of late, but all you got to do is run the run down the throat of these of the Patriots defense. That's all you got to do. I mean, yeah, you got to throw in uh, some Jared Goff magic, but, you know, at the end of the day, if we get the ground game going – Defense is not really a problem against this high-powered offense. I, I'm really confident in this offense, particularly on the ground, and I, I just think Gurley's gonna gonna you know awaken in this game. We're gonna see a very exciting game on the ground. What you guys think? 
J-Rob, go ahead. Man, um, you know, I agree with the running game. I think that has to be a, a pivotal point to be able to move the ball and keep the, the defense of the Patriots honest. Um, but, you know, I, I really want to see Goff be accurate on the mid, on the, you know, the throws that are 10, 15 yards. I think you have to beat the Patriots by going into the middle uh, of the field and, and stretching out the cornerbacks. Um, and that's obviously going to play off of play action. You know, we're the best team doing play action. I think, you know, play action is probably going to be the most important thing uh, for this Rams offense to continue to put up 30 plus points and, you know, make no mistake, this defense that we're playing against is a strong defense and they can um, beat you in a lot of different ways and they show a lot of different fronts with everybody standing up at the line of scrimmage. And so the offensive line is also going to have to be on their P's and Q's and, uh, you know, just making sure they're doing the basic things right and not missing assignments and, you know, keeping the penalties at a minimum. Um, and I'm, I'm not really afraid, you know, of, of the Patriots defense, but execution is going to be re- really pivotal for the Rams offense. And that starts with the line up front and goes on back to golf and the backs as well. So that's my point. Yeah, this has been a pretty decent defense all year. Run defense has been, for the most part, all right, solid during the regular season. But during the playoffs, they've really amped it up, just suffocating the Chargers and the Chiefs. But, you know, we have a good offense too. So, Derek, what advantages do you think the Rams will have in this matchup against the Patriots defense? Um. Well, if I'm honest, it's I'm just repeating what you guys are saying right now. I think Todd Gurley is going to have the game of his life. I think he's going to come out there motivated. I think he's going to come out there with a game plan designed just for him. We're going to see the Rams attack that defensive line from the get-go. I think we're going to see a lot of what they did or try to do with the Cowboys. They're going to move that line up front, try and keep Tom Brady off the field. I'm expecting a lot of pound, 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 give Goff a chance to settle down. To, you know, young quarterback, 24 years old, first Super Bowl. You know, he gets a little nervous, get him time to get settled in there. So I'm expecting to see a heavy dose of golf, and I'm also expecting to see some movement with the tight ends. I'm expecting them to attack with the tight ends early on as well. And again, kind of what J-Rob's saying, stretch things out a little bit and keep them honest so they can hit them later deep in the secondary. Norm, how are you feeling about it? Well, Belichick's known for taking away what you do best. Now, that's questionable on the Rams and what we do best because it really depends on what game you're talking about you know primarily we're a running team and so I think that's what he's going to key on is trying to stop the run he's going to play a lot of man defense uh, probably put McCordy on on somebody man and and whoever he doesn't put McCordy on he's probably going to double team the other so if they stop the run and you know, they're doing man defense. I would expect our tight ends to be the key early on. And uh, the other thing I think that Belichick will take away, he's going to come up and show one defense, and as soon as 15 seconds hits on the clock when the microphone shuts off and Goff's here, he's going to change it up so that, you know, Goff doesn't have time to switch it up on his own. So he better be ready for, the, you know, whatever changes they throw at him. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how they really – come after Goff because it was kind of a tale like of one quarter versus the rest of the quarters in that Saints game obviously he had the helmet malfunctions and as me and Johnny pointed out last week he was wearing a cursed Sean Mannion's helmet that mm-hmm. might have affected his performance in that quarter but you know he came out and kind of looked shell-shocked through that first quarter and after that credit to him he bounced back he really saved us and 
overtime especially and in the fourth quarter and after that but when you're coming out in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and the Patriots it's it's not gonna be good if you're coming out shell-shocked and I'll pass it back to you Johnny if you're the Patriots how do you how do you approach the immediate attack on this Rams offense what do you what do you think they're gonna go for well I think they're gonna approach it kind of like what Norm was saying trying to eliminate what the Rams are gonna excel at which all signs are pointing to the ground game so they're gonna try and limit uh CJ Anderson and Todd Gurley and I think they may be successful initially but at the same time, you you have to also uh, respect what the passing game has done so far. And if you underestimate Goff in this game, that'll be also a fatal mistake for the Patriots as well. So bottom line here is while I do respect the Patriots defense and I and I do think they can be very dangerous, I don't think they're good enough to actually contain the Rams offense. You know, I think there's just going to be too much weapons on the Rams side of the football to actually stop them. And I don't know, maybe you guys might think differently, but I'm I'm very confident in the Rams offense in this game. Uh, again, not taking anything away from this defense, but I, I think the Rams have just seen stronger defenses. To me, I think during the regular season, yeah, I might, I might be inclined to agree with you, but the last week they played a a Saints or sorry a Chiefs offense that I mean we saw firsthand. It's a damn good offense, especially and they're at home and they held that crew to under two three hundred yards, which is an accomplishment in itself. Going against Pat Mahomes, who throws for that by himself a lot of the time. I mean, J. Rob, how how are you feeling about your confidence level and against this Patriots defense? How they're going to approach it? Well, I was about to exactly say the exact same thing you just did. You know, and you referenced the Chiefs, and in a lot of ways, the Chiefs' offense is uh, like our offense. I mean, they have a good, a good running back. You know, although Hunt's not there anymore, and they have Tyreek Hill, who's a speecher, speecher like Brandon Cooks. And but, but the separators, we have Robert Woods, and that's a guy that's probably arguably one of the better receivers in the league, and he's been so clutch for for what we do on offense, but. Make no mistake, they have Stephon Gilmore on the other side, and that guy can cover anybody wide on rice just as good as any corner in the league right now, too. So um, I do think that they're going to try and, and bring pressure on Goff because we've seen before when Goff gets pressured, uh, he sometimes struggles in fitting balls in tight windows. Um, and, and even you know when they don't get home, they're going to raise their hands because they're a very well-defensive coach team. Obviously, Bill Belichick is a mastermind on the defensive side. Um, so... I don't. I'm not going to say that the Patriots are going to shut down the, the offense by any stretch. I do think the Rams are going to be able to move the ball, but the key of the game is going to be red zone efficiency, and that's something that the Rams have not been uh, a top tier unit in doing this season. And you cannot win by kicking field goals. I mean, we do have Greg Leg, and luckily we did win by kicking a field goal, but you still had to score touchdowns, and that's what we're going to have to do against the Patriots. We're going to have to get ahead early, and we're going to have to punch it in when we get down there and, and not settle for field goals. And so. Uh, but they're going to bring pressure. Make no mistake. They are going to bring pressure. If they can't get there before, they're going to bring pressure. And Goff's going to have to make the throws that he made against the Saints for us to to move the ball and get down there and score. And uh, that should put us up, and hopefully we can get ahead early and play ahead and be ahead of the chains on first down and second down, not have third and longs. Right. And, yeah, this, this offense is going to have to come out sharp and look sharp quick. And if they don't, like they didn't against the Saints, I mean – 
you got to hope that the defense holds well, maybe even holds better than it did against the Saints, and ultimately the offense kind of gets their mojo back. But Derek, I'll pass it to you, and I'll ask this. I'm sure you've watched the Patriots season, man. Obviously, I think we all watched them last in their championship game. But what do you see are the strengths on this side of the ball for New England? The secondary. Their secondary is. And they're also very much a they're, – they're similar defensively in one respect to us. They are a bend but don't break defense. They will give up yardage in between the 20s, and they strengthen up inside of the red zone. So where J-Rob was just going just now about the red zone, that's he's dead right. The Rams cannot – falter they have to score so i'm expecting the rams to get inside the 20 and pound that football go behind the bowling ball cj anderson toggerly move the ball in there and, and not leave anything on the field so to me that red zone is the key for the rams right now offensively they have they're going to get they're going to move the ball in between those 20s they're going to get places they cannot sell they have to score this is this has to be the game where that offense finally gets over the hump in the red zone and they've shown signs this year they can do it they have shown signs. It's just they're not consistent, and that needs to change. Norm, what do you think? Well, they're a big defense you know, up front, and their linebackers are big and quick. And the, the way they contained Mahomes last week is they did a lot of stunts with the tackles and linebackers. They were sending the tackles outside and bringing the linebackers inside you know, and then switching it up. I expect them to do a lot of the same against the Rams. They don't want uh, Goff to roll out. They're going to try to put pressure on them any way they can. They've got a great secondary. They can play They play man probably as much or more than anybody in the league, and they do a very good job at it. That's why I think Gerald Everett's probably going to have the game of his life in the Super Bowl. Uh, this is going to be his breakout game, if you ask me. Um, everybody talks about Gronk, but I really think Everett's going to be the guy that's going to be the difference maker in this game. And... You know, they're they smart defense. I agree with you guys on the red zone. However, I think that the most important thing is taking care of the football. If the Rams turn the ball over, it's really hard against Tom Brady and, and, and their offense to, you know, stay in the game. So I think turning, turning the ball over is the key. They can't do that. They've got to get turnovers and win that battle. And then, like, they, like the other guys said, you know, be efficient in the red zone. And, uh, just be a well-rounded team because that's what the Patriots are as much as I hate to say it because, you know, you all know I really don't like them. But I really think that uh, that that's the key is don't turn the ball over and uh, don't let them get to golf, and that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to stunt a lot with those linebackers. They're big, tough guys, and that's what I see coming. And uh, looking at the red zone numbers from last week, I, they were they went two for four. The Rams in the red zone, uh, they scored every time, uh, but two field goals, two touchdowns. Obviously, the most notable one was when it came down to fourth and goal on inside the one, and the team didn't go for it. But yeah, I think we, we've hashed that out enough. But I, I do feel more confidence in this red zone offense. We've come a long way since it, the Fisher years, were, or, and even before that, when it felt like we never punched it in the red zone. But I, I think that is obviously going to be huge. This is a game where you can't have to get as many points as on the board as, as possible. And in terms of the turnover battle, uh, yeah, I, last week we had one turnover. Obviously, it had huge implications. If the Saints had played a little bit better, they might have punched that one in for a touchdown. Maybe they didn't need to rely on a penalty that didn't happen to win the game. And obviously, we saw what happened. They only had one turnover in that game, and obviously – 
that was the overtime interception which ended up winning us the game um we're gonna get to the specific players in the Rams offense here and who we need to shine by I mean any any parting thoughts from you guys on what's you know the strength of the Patriots defense and you know maybe even players we need to watch out for on that side of the ball from them Gilmore I mean that's your guy in the secondary he's going to be wherever they put him in the passing game is going to really set up set up where the Rams go and who they try to focus in on so that Gilmore Devin McCoury yeah McCoury to a degree but also nobody in the defensive line scares me for them they don't have any stars there. It's just they're they're tough, they're workmanlike, but nobody scares you for once. Well, what they have that we don't is they have a lot of depth on the defensive line. They don't have the stars like we do, but we don't have the depth like they do. So they're going to be probably fresher throughout the game, but we'll probably have more of those impact plays from our guys. So, you know, that's where I would kind of really watch is – their secondary is going to be great, and they're going to have they're going to be probably rotating a lot when they can uh, with their D line. I think I would I would, say- ha- I would have to say the guy. Uh, there's two guys on defense that kind of concern me, and one is Patrick Chung. You know, he's he's a smart player. He's a very witty player. He's physical. Uh, Bill Belichick moves him around a lot, and the other guy is Dante Hightower. I mean, you talk about the big body that Norm's talking about. Dante Hightower is as, as athletic as anybody. And he's big, he's physical, he can also blitz, he can beat you uh, down in, you know, in the trenches, and then he can cover well out of the backfield. I mean, he may not be the fastest guy, but he takes very good routes to the ball carriers. Uh, and so Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung are two guys that I would you know, really keep my eye on, eye on if I were zero golf. Obviously, you have Gilmore and McCourty, as you guys said. But you know, again, that just goes to prove that we're naming guys, and it goes to show that this defense is well-rounded, and they're very well-coached. And again, in the playoffs, they, they shut down. Well, not shut down, but they really limited the Chiefs' offense. And, and they're going to try, again, do the same thing to us. And uh, you got to look out for all these guys, really. Yeah, but Cousin Dante, he won't be able to cover Gerald Everett. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, he won't. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get to it in the next podcast. We're also not the best at covering tight ends. So I don't want to throw too much shade at their coverage. But, yeah, it's, I think Everett's a guy that they should look to you know attack and uh, Jared, you did mention it. The, it's a well-rounded defense. I think, you know, this year, Gilmore, he was the only pro bowler on the defense, really the only, like, blue chipper they had. But just a lot of talented guys and a lot of good players on that defense. Um, Johnny, anything to add before, before we move on here? Just one. Uh, I, I feel like with uh, with Steve's comment about, about the uh... – <laughs> about the penalty in New Orleans, I feel like a few more petitions were just signed. <laughs> Probably. They're almost at a million, Probably. but we're playing on Sunday, so I don't care who signs it. All right, we're, we're going to get to some specific players here, but before we do, let's give a shout-out quick to our other sponsor, and that's our friend Sal at the Golden Ram Barbershop. Guys, if you're looking to support one of your own in the Orange County area and you like that old-school barbershop experience, you got to check out the Golden Ram Barbershop. That's located at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. Zip code is 92683. Our friend Sal Martinez opened up his shop as a shrine to the Rams on the day the team left for St. Louis, and he kept the lights on ever since. He's by appointment only, so give him a call at 714-894-RAMS. Again, that's 714-894-7267. Use the promo code RAMSTALK so he knows who sent you. He knows he's getting a knowledgeable Rams fan, and you're going to get a discount on an already affordable haircut. 
The Golden Ram Barbershop is open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Sundays, guys, you know where Sal's going to be. He's going to be on the couch ready for the Super Bowl. One more time, give Sal a call at 714-894-7267. A visit to Sal's shop is worth it. Not only just to enjoy all the great Rams memorabilia there, you're basically stepping into a Rams museum, but Sal provides that old-school, classic barbershop experience. He'll talk Rams football with you and more. Trust me, guys. You won't regret checking out the Golden Ram Barbershop. Sal even managed to make our friends Derek, Norm, and Johnny here look pretty good. Well, normal. <laughs> Somewhat normal. I mean, well, most of us mean, anyways. I'll speak yeah, for I yourself. Mean, I mean, you went, I mean, you were just a total 180 now. I mean, just 180. Okay. So I, I, I'm looking at this game, guys, and I'm wondering also, too, um, I mentioned earlier my feelings on Gurley, but I'm going to save a little more of that for later. Steve, you mentioned Shining. Who are your guys? I I got a gut feeling that Brandon Cooks is going to have a good game. And I could see the Patriots kind of queuing in on him, kind of like they did in Tyree Kill last week, trying to take him out of the game. And, you know, because Bill Belichick is trying to justify trading Brandon Cooks, if he comes out and has a great Super Bowl and the Rams win, not going to be a great look. But look, I think he is an extremely versatile player. We've seen what he can do. We've seen him uh, last week, or I guess not last week anymore, but last game, had a huge play, a big reception that really, you know, kind of brought some light back into this Rams offense in that game. He's, I think, our most talented receiver, and I don't think that's disrespecting Woods or even Cooper Cup when he's healthy, but. Cooks is just so versatile. He can do so many things. He's gonna have a chip on his shoulder going into this game, just like he did last week. And I think he's gonna have he's gonna put on a show, and he's gonna be looking like he's earning that money that we paid him in the off season. And I I expect big things from Cooks, and I hope I'm not wrong. How about you, Norm? What you got? Well, I'd say Tyreek Hill's a pretty good player too. And uh, what do you have? One catch last week? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not trying to be like Derek and be Debbie Downer here, but um, I would ex- I would expect the Rams to struggle a little bit in the passing game unless they get the run going. That's why I think the tight ends are going to be a big part of the game. Uh, they, they're they good at playing man, and that's the one thing that the Rams do struggle against at times, but I don't think they'll play man against Cooks and not have some help for him. So... I would I would expect them not to be throwing any deep bombs early. Uh, if they can, great. And if they can get away with it, that'd be awesome. Uh, I just don't see it happening early. I, I think if they can get the run game going, then it opens that up, and you might see a lot more of it. J-Rob? Man, uh, to, truth be told, I don't think that any particular player is going to like outshine the other. I think it's going to be really balanced. I think a lot of guy, every guy is going to get, uh, you know, a good bit of touches, or it's going to be well spread out. I should say they're going to use every arsenal that they have. Speaking, of, you know, our Rams are, you know, I think that they're going to try and utilize Woods. They're going to try and get matchup problems with Cooks and and Higby and Everett. Um, and Gurley and even CJ. So I think it's just going to be balanced. I don't think that there's going to be one star stud out there that's going to just, you know, dominate this Patriots defense because they are good, man. And Bill Belichick, I mean, he schemes very well. And so I think you're going to see the Rams play it safe. They're not going to really – I agree with Norm. I don't think they're going to take, you know, shots early. If they're there, great. I don't think they will be there because they know that Cooks can do that. 
Um, but, you know, I honestly think that they're going to put Stephon Gilmore on Woods because Woods is our most reliable target um, as far as being able to receive the, the football. And he's been lining up in the slot a lot. And so if there is a guy, if I had to say a dark horse, I would probably say Josh Reynolds uh, because he's probably the guy you would least expect to make a few big plays. And, you know, he was able to do it against the Saints, just a couple of catches. But, you know, he could be a matchup problem if they try to, you know, play play some zone and, and let those linebackers uh, cover him. And uh, so I would say if there was a dark horse, it would have to be Josh Reynolds. But like I said, I think it's going to be really balanced with everybody, you know, pitching in to get a W here, hopefully. I think if Budding Heads gave out a biggest 180 turn award for a player we turned on either in a good way or a bad way this year, it was Josh Reynolds in a good way because we yeah. were hard on him early. And I think me and Johnny and I both like him now. But Johnny, who's who's your guy in this game? Ooh, I, I th- I'm kind of inclined to agree with, with J-Rob in, in a way. I do think that the ball is going to be spread out quite a bit, but I have to go with the ground game. And, you know, we brought up KC a lot earlier, and one of the things that KC was missing was Hunt. And, well, you know, there was some talent there. It wasn't Kareem Hunt. And in the in regards to the Rams ground game, even that has improved. I mean, we're talking about one of the best running backs in the game and Todd Gurley and then adding in C.J. Anderson, who has been one of the best running backs in the league since he joined the Rams. And I think that's going to be the difference maker because the Patriots haven't seen that dynamic duo. And I, I think if the Rams play it smart and they keep it on the ground and kind of change up the you know the running game a little bit here and there you don't have to do anything crazy but you know change it up here and there I think that these two are going to be the key to the game I think if Todd Gurley has a good game this is going to be this is going to be uh um, probably the best way to win this game same thing CJ Anderson he doesn't have to have you know the most outstanding stats but if he has a great game alongside Todd Gurley the Rams have this game in the bag. Like I, I'm that confident if these two can actually play at the high level, I know they can. Derek. All right. So a couple things here. First, uh, J Rob dag nabbit. You took my guy. <laughs> oh, Reynolds was my guy. I like the Reynolds matchup. And the reason why is because I just like Norm said, I think they're going to put, they're going to have somebody else extra watching cooks. It's going to leave openings for Reynolds there, especially in the middle of the field. Another thing, too, that you mentioned the running game. Uh, you know, we don't really, you know, the, the the Patriots running defense has been off and on throughout the year. And we cannot look back to that Chiefs game and say, well, they shut down the run. The truth of the matter is the Chiefs didn't try very hard. They only attempted 12 runs throughout the entire game. They gave them the run way too early. They, they, they came out in the third quarter, and they're going to pass. So to try and use that as, as an example, to me, that doesn't fly. So, to me, a focused Ram offense that does not give up on the running game so easily. I'm still sticking with it. We're going to talk about it here in a moment, I'm sure. But I'm going talk early in this game. I really believe after just his reaction to his performance in the Saints game to just the attitude afterwards, we're looking at a guy who's going to come in there like a man possessed. I think it's – yeah, we can definitely pivot over to that situation here. And, you know – we we mentioned the 
we mentioned the Patriots run defense a little bit. Now, they were decent this year, you know, they they were hit and miss in some games, good and great in some games, bad in some others. But the past two playoff games, I mean, they've looked like a whole different unit. But at the same time, we mentioned part of it is that is game flow. I mean, credit to them, they completely gobbled up the Chargers run offense. And yeah, obviously they got out to a huge lead and the the Chargers stopped around the ball. But at the same time, your run defense gets you in that position to kind of just eat them alive. You know, if the run defense wasn't playing good to start the game, Melvin Gordon would have had a lot more yards and the Chargers probably would put up a lot more points. But I think this is a completely different animal here because our, our run offense didn't look great last week. Um, and outside of the first quarter, I don't think they were lighting it too much. Obviously, CJ got the ball a little bit. But against Dallas, it was a very nice balance between CJ Anderson and Todd Gurley. And we've all we've all talked about Todd Gurley and how I think we all agree he's, he's going to bounce back. He's going to have a good game. But how do you – and, Jared, I'll start with you. I mean, how do you think the balance – how much you – how do you think Sean McVay is going to balance out this duo in this game given that, you know, I think – Todd Gurley's got to have a bounce back game here, and we're going to need to ride our first team all pro to win. But you got a pretty good player behind him. I mean, how do you think he's going to balance it out? Well, honestly, I I think that is dictated upon how well your offensive lines plan. And um and the, and the reason I say that is because not to really go backwards, but on the previous question we were talking about who we thought would shine, and I really think that you have to look at the you know Sullivan and and uh, Saffold and Blythe. I mean, you, Norm brought it up. They're going to be doing stunts. They're going to be doing trying to penetrate up the middle, and you're going to see when they do replays, you're going to see the guards and the and the center passing guys off, and because the offensive line has been that good this year, um, and I expect them to be no different. So I, I think they're going to be stars, plural, that that we don't mention that are going to have to really show up, um, but. So I think that you know they if they're playing that well, which we've become accustomed to seeing, he's going to use both of them. But I think that he'll he'll use. I honestly think he's going to rely on CJ a little bit more. Uh, and the reason is is because you got to beat down this front. If you're going to run the ball and you want to establish that, you're going to have to have a guy that can really, you know, run downhill and plow through these bigger players. And that and that's CJ Anderson because he's got a lower center of gravity. You know, he lowers his shoulder. He holds onto the ball well. And uh, you, I would like to see Sean McVay do um, more screens and and maybe a couple more jet sweeps. You know, you got to keep these guys moving. The big guys, let's tire them out and let's beat them down up front in the trenches. And once they get tired, then you can start the play action because they're going to want to try and stop the run. So, um, But I think the balance overall, I think you'll see a little bit more CJ uh, because personally I still feel like Todd's not 100%. And so – um, while he has shown some burst, um, I, I just think that CJ is, is the hot hand. Uh, and so I think you got to ride him a little bit more. It's kind of crazy that I think one of the reasons Gurley was such a valuable asset from a fantasy perspective was that he was always in the red zone and he was always getting the ball in the red zone. And now we add in this new piece who's basically become the goal line back in CJ Anderson. Uh, Derek, I'll go to you. How, how do you think the balance will be here? I lean a little more towards CJ early in the game. I, you know, they're going to try and pound him. They're going to go in there and alternate a little bit with Gurley as, as time permits and where they are in the field. But I, I agree that we're going to see a little bit more of CJ and just wear them down. That's got to be the goal. Again, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to Norman. I had 
a very similar feeling about the Dallas game was that they were going to wear him down. They're going to try and run this Dallas defensive line out, try and keep the offense off the field. And, you know, Tom Brady can't beat you if he's on the field. That's the reality. We don't want his offense getting rhythm. We don't want his offense out there moving all the short dink and dunk that he does. So run the football, run the football, run the football. C.J. Anderson kind of wearing him down, and then you're going to have Todd coming on the backfield on the passing game. I, I just I, I like that idea. I think it's going to work. I think and I think the Patriots know that knows what they're going to do. Yeah, Norm, it sounded like you were kind of on the same page with Derek there. Yeah, I, you know, the, they're one of the best play-action teams, if not the best play-action team in the league, the Rams are. And, you know, they they do a lot of play-action, but I think they have to sell the jet sweep a lot more. You know, if they sell the jet sweep a lot more, it's like a play-action for the running game. And, you know, it keeps them guessing. And then the tight end screen they've been using a lot with Higby and, and Everett, I really like that play. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that what we see is, you know, a real diverse offense where they go in a lot of different directions and keep the Patriots guessing the whole time. You know, I think Gurley and, and Anderson can have a great game if they're actually running the jet sweep every once in a while instead of just faking it. And, you know, running back screens, tight end screens. I mean, how many plays have we seen uh, Tom Brady go out there and, and throw for under five yards? You know, most of his offense is throwing it under five yards. So, you know, I'd like to see the Rams do a little bit more of that. I think if they do that, it'll open up the field down, you know, downfield for them for the longer passes as well as opening it up in the middle for Gurley and Anderson. That's what hurt them in the Saints game. They did not utilize the outside very much at all. And you, know, you want to look at the, the, the Rams' struggles in the running game. It was they just kept pounding the middle, and it was enough to keep the Saints' defense honest, but you didn't get anything explosive out of it. And so I think – Again, yeah, you guys are right. Jet, jet sweep, uh, screens, get that outside, stretch them out. And if they can do that, we're talking about a whole new offensive plan against the Patriots. And, you know, they are solid. You guys keep saying they're solid, but they aren't blazing fast. The Rams are faster. They are. They got more. They have more skill at those positions. You have to expose that, though. You can't stay packed in. And, that was one part of that first quarter against the Saints where the Rams just stayed compact and the Saints defensive line, which is better than the Patriots defensive line, ate them up. Right, and yeah, and I think they did try to get on the outsides a little bit in that Saints game. Um, I remember they came out of halftime and ran like, I think they ran like three straight plays to get Robert Woods the ball that just were gobbled up. Um, but yeah, I it'll be interesting to see how McVay comes out and approaches going up against this defense quickly in the first half. And Johnny, I'll pass it back to you. If you're if you're in Sean McVay's shoes, and you know, I think all five of us, it's a good thing that in all of us Rams fans, it's probably a good thing we're not in Sean McVay's shoes because he's pretty damn good at his job. But if we're in his shoes, Johnny, how are you approaching attacking this Patriots defense in the first half? Well, if I'm Sean McVay's shoes, uh, I'll tell you one thing, I'd be happier with my paycheck, but. As far as my game plan, I, I think McVeigh goes into this game with the game plan of you know having that well balanced you know run game and an offense in general. But I, I think what's gonna determine what 
you know, where they're going to balance the football or who's going to have the hot hand in this game is just based on how the Patriots defense reacts. If they, if they come in and try and stop the run uh, to the degree that we're all anticipating, I think that, you know, they'll probably try and hand the ball off more to, to CJ Anderson. And I think I'm kind of hoping that that's what happens initially because that, you know, basically shows their hand and then, you know, McVay can basically get as creative as he wants to. Uh, but overall, I do think that um, initially they will start off with uh, Anderson and it'll eventually lead up to Todd Gurley being, um, you know, Todd Gurley. I, I see Todd Gurley actually having, like everyone has already said, a bounce back game. And I, I really think that, that Gurley is going to, be the MVP of this game if uh, if the Rams can play down to the basics and master them I think that Gurley's e- easily could be the MVP of this ball game well, I think one of the I think one of the keys was that the Rams you know during their practices ran all the plays that they're not going to run during the game that way when they filmed our practice you know <laughs> come game time it wouldn't matter <laughs> oh lordy Wow! Somebody had to um, say it. <laughs> it was coming. Somebody eventually. had to say. It. Well, you knew it was going to be me. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think one thing that's kind of wild is after the bye week when the offense started getting stagnant and people kind of were saying, "Well, they, when you come out in the same set every time with the same players, kind of running the, not the same things but similar things, it, teams are going to figure it out." And now. We can't. A lot of people can't even figure out who's going to be the running back on the first drive, and I think that's added a really interesting wrinkle to this offense that has been a little harder to predict. And had Anderson not been there, I think I'd be a lot more, you know, nervous about Belichick being able to game plan around this offense because if Anderson's not there, you know, the only real set change you're getting is who's going to be in Higby or Everett, and that now you have even more questions. But J. Rob, I'll, I'll go to you. How, how do you think he'll attack this Patriots defense? Uh, well, man, honestly, um, I think they're going to play the short game early. Uh, you know, I, I think that the, the Patriots are going to like, like we've all, like some of us have said, try to create pressure on golf and the offensive line and, and, and move them around a little bit, which is the goal for every defense early in games. Uh, but I think the dink and dunks and, and just moving the ball down the field, I don't really think we'll see the big 20 yard chunks that we've been so accustomed to seeing. And honestly, that's a testament to McVay and his ability to uh, run the offense. I mean, it's we're a completely different offense without Cooper Cup, I and mean, we all know that. That there's no questioning that. And the reason we were, you know, so successful in getting those 20 plus yards, game, you know, because guys were playing man, and when they were playing zone, Cooper Cup was just so good and agile and quick and shifty that he could elude almost anybody. And Josh Reynolds just isn't that guy, right? So, but what McVeigh has been able to do into incorporating Reynolds, it's been so impressive. And the mastermind, it's been shown on film. And so, but I, I think you're going to just see the Rams just, pull, like I said, they're going to play it safe, man. And, and the turnovers that Norm said, you know, they don't need to happen. And McVay knows that because Bill Belichick is, is the best at what he does. And Tom Brady is also the best at what he does. And some of you may differ that, but I, I mean, that's the way I see it. And so I think they're going to play it safe. Um, and I just think they need to be more physical. They have to be more physical 
at the point of attack and in the trenches. You win games up front. And so, and, and that's just my humble opinion. Um, so the offensive line is just going to really have to be able to do their job and, and, and just play it safe and be smart and don't commit the stupid penalties. Not the false starts, you know, not the illegal shifts, stuff like that. Make sure guys are set. Um, and, and stay ahead of the chains, man. That's how you win these games, especially against the best of the best. And in order to be the best, you got to beat these Patriots. I'd love to see the Rams come out in 22 personnel. <laughs> Me too. You know, Me come too. out with two tight ends and put uh, C.J. Anderson in at fullback. Because that would just, I mean, Bel- you'd watch Belichick's head explode on the sidelines because that's probably <laughs> one thing he hadn't accounted for. And I really think that that would change it up a little bit. So, you know, yeah, this, this is the Super Bowl, and it's, you know, it's one of those games where you want to throw some things in there that you haven't really shown this year. So 22 personnel might be a way to go. And then you could see full. You could do a fullback dive with C.J. Anderson, and then you could fake the fullback dive and do a pitch to Gurley on the outside. I mean, dude, what would he do? And then you could fake both of those, and then you got the jet sweep incorporated and all that. Brandon Cooks getting on the outside, and, and then you know, Derek said it. Let's beat him with speed. And the way you do that is you get the fastest guy on the field who runs a four two forty and Brandon Cooks and get him on the outside. I mean, you got all these weapons. And dude, make no mistake. Make no mistake, McVay is going to have a bunch of stuff that we have, not maybe not a bunch, but he's going to have some things that we have not seen before because he's going against the best of the best. So we're going to see it. Derek, anything to add? Yeah, yeah I'm, I know it's getting late, guys. Um, to me, and everything you're talking about, you know, 22 personnel, so on and so forth, the one thing I don't want anybody to forget is the last time in a critical situation – Sean McVay was given two weeks. We saw what he did to Dallas. We saw that team did to Dallas. Okay. And giving the Rams two weeks to really break down the Patriots film, to look for tells, to, to just break it all apart. I really like, I don't want to sound like somebody who is just on McVay's, you know what's okay. But, I trust this guy to do it, and him together with Wade Phillips especially. I trust him to figure this out, even against the best. I'm not saying that Belichick won't have his wrinkles or even that he won't out-scheme you know, the Rams as well. But you know what? Let's not forget, Belichick has been out-schemed before in the Super Bowl because he's human. And there's nothing to say that this fresh guy with a different point of view can't do the same thing. And so I like the Rams' chance of coming in there and blowing them off the ball. And one more thing, too, and I don't think people are talking about this enough. I know we have talked about it. But when you're coming off an NFC Championship game where people are saying you have no business being here in this game, you have no business belonging, you have no you, – you cheated, which we know they didn't do. The Rams have been hearing this for two weeks. And every stinking time this Rams team has been against the wall, we've seen them come back rejuvenated, focused – and proven everybody wrong. We we you know we were near panic when they lost to the Bears and Eagles, and they came back and they put it together. Nobody thought they would go do it the Cowboys. They did the Cowboys, and I you know honestly the, we we didn't think the odds were very good going down to New Orleans at New Orleans in the noise after that first quarter after what we saw in that first quarter. I mean, who really thought they were going to pull that off? They did it. They do it every stinking time. So I like the fact that the Rams are coming in there focused. I like the Rams thinking, you know, nobody believes in us. I, I think this 
is breaking down for them to be a huge advantage for them. 96% of Las Vegas right now believes and is betting on the Patriots to win this game. I don't know, Derek, if you ask the Patriots and their players, apparently nobody believes in them, and they're a perennial and underdog right now. They're they're in their own freaking bubble. They know better. <laughs> and they're in their, in their heart of hearts. They, they're, they're just trying to – they know. They know. They've been there nine times now. This is their ninth time. They know. There should be a rule that if your quarterback has five rings, then you can't act like you're the – they're doubt in us team. Nobody's – Doubting the freaking Patriots, man. I mean, yeah, that we we've all talked crap about them, but when you're going against Tom Brady in the playoffs, you, you they got as good a shot as the other team, even if we're picking against them, which I think a lot of us did probably for most of that playoff run. But still, it's not uh, another topic for another day. But I I think if they can control this game up front in the trenches on offense, then it's a very clear path to victory. And if they come out in twenty two personnel. You know where you heard it first. Uh, any any final <laughs> par- parting thoughts? Any you guys want to get out there on the offensive side of the ball? I'm good. I'm ready to roll, man. All right. Well, we will get to defense in another podcast that you'll be listening to later in the week. But, of course, guys, our numbers are, are flying up like crazy. And if you want to sponsor this podcast, if we win the Super Bowl, I mean, you can only imagine they're only going to go up. The Rams fan base is growing. We know it is, uh, you know, we've all seen the videos of the bars or whatever, but we know the Rams fan base has grown and our numbers will prove it. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, reach out to Rams talk, 1945 at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at six, five, seven, six, 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 five, four, five, three. We'll have a media kit ready to get out to you guys. And of course, uh, you can follow Rams talk on Twitter at talk Rams at facebook.com slash Rams talk. And don't forget to seek out the Rams talk room. There's too many of us for us to all plug our individual handles, guys, so sorry. Uh, reach out to us at Rams Talk Twitter if you want to get a hang of a hold of any of us. And, of course, we are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and everywhere you get your podcasts, guys. For everyone here, Derek, Norm, J-Rob, Johnny, this is Steve Ribeiro. We will talk to you later on in the week. Deuces. Adios. Take it easy. Peace. Can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. 
Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet essentials. One device included.